Welcome to another episode of Optimum 7 Surge Sessions, our weekly e-commerce, digital marketing, and technology podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Surge. This week, we will talk about web app development and the checklist that goes with it. Now, Joe, we've done a bunch of these. We also do our own SaaS solutions. We call them micro SaaS because they really solve a few business operational issues in our business, like sending mass emails mm-hmm. or tracking phone calls for clients, et cetera, et cetera. But we also get a lot of requests from small business as well as medium-sized businesses where we have to look at solving business problems and that might have to do with ordering, personalization, tracking, and other kind of uh, systems, right? Talk to us about the strategy in planning and executing a web app development project. Yeah, so step one is to pinpoint what the issue is, right? What problem are you trying to solve and make sure that that is very clear and straightforward Um, because it's very important for whichever development team is going to be working on this to understand what the end goal is from creating this this new uh, SaaS product for you. Um, So then step two is now find that agency, right? Find that development team that can take your problem and break down this strategy to move forward into different steps, which we call a checklist, right? Things that we need to do in order to ensure that one, we understand what you're trying to achieve. And then every step is going to take in order to achieve that goal. And the feasibility side of this is important as well, obviously. Mm -hmm. And we call that a scope. Correct. So what I want to reiterate is, again, you know, this a lot of people who are trying to do this kind of a project, they don't really understand the functionality. Mm -hmm. They have an idea in their minds. They're like, I want you to press here and I want this to happen. They don't understand the feasibility side of it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what we do is we try to always do an MVP, which is a minimum viable product. And then you have a must have to solve that business problem or business process problem. Mm -hmm. And then you have a nice to have, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have an awesome to have. But most people complicate the awesome to have (laughs) as must have. That's why when we do a quote, it comes out to be, let's say, a quarter million dollars Mm -hmm. instead of an MVP of $50,000. Correct. So what can business owners do to not complicate that scope process? And how do you differentiate a must have versus an awesome to have? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think you, you broke it down simply and and that's what we do. We ask them, we say, okay, well, after we perform this deep dive, we come back to them. This is how much it's going to cost to give you every single one of these items, every single one of these different pieces of functionality to solve. Either it's a pain point or really just a nuisance, right? Which in that case, that's, that's more of like a, a nice to have. Um, so once they see that ticket at the end of the day, they're going to say, whoa, well, you know, that's not what I had in mind. That's when we come back to them and say, okay, of each and every one of these things that you mentioned here, which is absolutely crucial to easing the operation of your business, not what's going to maybe, you know, make your life a little bit easier, but what is going to essentially be crucial to your bottom line, which is the most important thing, because at the end of the day, we want to ensure that they're going to receive a return on investment from this uh, SaaS product from this web app that we're creating. So once we do that, then we can break it down into a phase one, phase two, phase three, where obviously the price becomes a lot more realistic and feasible for the client. Got it. So once we have the scope and we go to the client and we say, you know, for we one, it's going to be this much for version two, it's going to be this much mm-hmm. for awesome to have is going to be yeah. this much. Then the execution comes. 
in the execution process, it's important there are, there are a couple of different things. The technology stack that we use, the execution plan, the timeline, as well as code control and the compliance issues. Right? These are very important based on your industry. If you're a pharmaceutical company or if you're in the insurance business, there are now compliance checklists that we have to do, in integrations with third parties that we have to follow. What is the most essential thing that you see in the execution process? Um, where we differentiate from other competitors, but also the user or the business owner really doesn't understand the execution process in the manner that project sometimes gets delayed because that's one of the things that mm -hmm. we hear a lot. We say, here's the scope, here's the cost, yeah. and we say we can't do it in four months, mm -hmm. but the business owner it's, doesn't think yeah. that we can do it in yeah. four months, right? Yeah. So let's talk about that timeline and the exceptions a little bit. Yeah, so one thing that we always do is is remind the, the client that if there is a third party involved, meaning a third party technology that they're using that we need to try to integrate to, that there may be things that will delay this or maybe things that are out of our control. Um, so it's very important for us to one, be 100% transparent with that upfront. That way, if at any moment in time, the project does get delayed, you know, we were, we were 100% truthful with you from the beginning. We're having this issue now with this other third party technology with their integration that's delaying this project. Um, so it's really important for us to identify all those different third party tools that, that we need to integrate with, make sure that they have the proper documentation for developers to go through to then be able to say 100% for certain we can move forward with this without any delays. Um, so I would say that that's, that's really our biggest value proposition is just the transparency upfront, right? A lot of times developers will just say, give me your money and then we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there once there's a, a holdup, right? Um, well, what we do is we make sure that from the very beginning, we do our due diligence to make sure that we've vetted every single piece of technology that is needed in order for this app to work. Um, and then once that's done, we make sure that the client understands that there will be things or maybe things that are out of our control moving forward. Got it. And, and one more thing to add there is we get also a lot of requests for um, mobile phone app development, mm -hmm. right? And there's a big discrepancy uh, with web-based applications as well as mobile applications. And mobile app development is very hot right now. And if you want a good mobile app, it's going to cost you a quarter million dollars, regardless of what kind of mobile yeah. app you're trying to build. And we also get that usability a lot. You know, I want the camera to be turned yeah. on. I want to take the measurements of this table, mm -hmm. send it somewhere. So most of the time, what business owners or what, what startups don't understand is that you don't need a mobile app. You really need a web application and a web application is going to be, is going to cost fractions of what a mobile application costs. Mm -hmm. And the best way to implement a web application is through a hybrid, uh, approach. You can turn that into a mobile application, right? You don't really need a native mobile app that's going to cost Correct. a quarter million dollars. And we see that a lot yeah. as well. And in addition to that, you're talking about a quarter million dollars to, to develop this mobile, a native mobile app, but you're only mentioning one operating system. Right now, if you want iOS, that's a quarter of a million. If you want Android, it might be maybe 150. Um, right, so that's now additional cost. Whereas a web app, you're opening this up to any device, any operating system. Uh, so again, it's from a cost benefit standpoint, 
web app is definitely the way to go. We Well, we covered a lot of stuff here, but what we're going to do at the bottom of this post is we're going to include a checklist that you can review if you're looking into developing a web application. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Optimum 7 Surge Sessions. Do you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like us to cover? Or simply have a question about one of the topics we have previously covered? Send us an email to info at Optimum7.com or visit our website, www.optimum7.com.